Hey, Start Marketers, welcome to today's episode. I am Caitlin Pyatt, your host. I am a professionally certified marketer. I hold two certifications from Cornell University, one in marketing data analytics, the other in business strategy. Marketing is my life and my craft, and I am excited to have you here today. We're going to be discussing five alternatives to Facebook and Instagram advertising. Here's why. I get asked pretty frequently, and I've said this many times, one of the most popular questions I get asked is, how do I market my business for free? And it's a great question, and I get it from a lot of early business owners who don't feel like they have the budget yet to pay for marketing or advertising. And everyone's first stop is typically Facebook or Instagram, social media in general. And that is definitely understandable because it's easy to access. Anyone can get to it or most anyone can get to it. Anyone can create an account. And so logically, that's where people want to start. But quickly they realize because they typically follow that question up with besides social media. And the reason that I believe most people ask me to give them alternative marketing strategies is because social media advertising is touted by a lot of marketing professionals for great reasons for being tried and true as one of the best marketing strategies for you. You know, we say, uh, you know, add valuable content, be consistent, know your target audience. Um, and there's good reason content is king, right? Those things are all true, but I think it's a disservice and I think it's a little bit unfair to say that to small business owners, because the reason is in a large business, Social media management, content marketing would either be outsourced at a pretty steep price to an agency, or it's going to be one person or a full team's entire job. And so to say to a small business owner, you know, just post consistently, create really valuable content, it's not really fair because you're wearing a lot of hats, right? And this is something I went through in my business. I felt like a failure because I had all of these amazing ideas about what content could be and how it could be really valuable and how it could be amazing. And I had these big dreams of having this really Instagrammable brand and something that would go viral. But the reality is that it's really difficult to create all of that content. Yes, there are tips and tricks to make content creation and publishing more effective and more efficient, and they're all great things to use. Social media schedulers, uh, things like apps that help you edit videos, but the reality is an algorithm wants to, especially Facebook and Instagram, they want to see you doing certain things in order to get visibility. So if you're not willing to pay to play, ultimately that's their goal. That's how Facebook and Instagram make money. They want you to pay for advertising. So if you want eyeballs, you want engagement, they want you paying for ads. And if you say that you don't have the budget to do that yet, and you're going to go the organic route, it's one of the hardest things I think you can do as a small business, because in order to get that organic growth, that algorithm wants to see you doing 
all of the things. They want to see you making reels, doing stories, making static posts, making videos, all of this stuff. They want to see a certain level of engagement before they even show your content to your potential audience, right? And that is so hard. That's so much work to put on one person or a very small team. Now, some people go in for it and love doing it and have a great time. And there are other people like me who realize that it's not their jam. And then they're sort of stuck in this purgatory. They don't want to pay to play, but they also don't really have the time or the capacity to create this content that we all say is king. So it's a little bit unfair, I feel like, to put out there and say, hey, do Facebook and Instagram really well and you're going to be able to grow your business and get leads. That's not untrue. It's actually very true. That's why marketing professionals will tell it to you that way. But I think it's unfair to say that to a small business owner. You have a lot of hats to wear. And if one of those hats is just a small piece of marketing and is a full-time job in and of itself, we're really putting you in an impossible situation when we say just focus on creating the content. So what are some alternatives to Facebook and Instagram advertising or not advertising marketing? So the first thing I'm going to say is networking. And you've heard me say this before. Networking is one of my most underrated marketing strategies. I kept my business on the down low before I started it because I had a corporate job. So I didn't really go around talking about this business that I was going to create, trying to meet people, make connections, and really just start building a good network of people who could either refer clients to me or just support me and be a cheerleader and help me along the way. And once I actually started networking, when I started my business, I found that it was a really great marketing strategy for those reasons. People would refer potential clients to me and give me access to resources and open doors for me that I didn't know even existed. So if you are getting ready to start your business, if you are early in the days of starting your business, even if you're not, and you're just looking to grow and scale a little bit more and you're not networking, this could be a great way for you to do it. There are tons of in-person events, chambers, um, small business associations that you can join that typically have lunches and things like that, along with resource access typically that they try to give you access to as part of your membership. But also there are, thanks to COVID, one of the silver linings is that there are also tons of online networking events that make really great virtual spaces for you to connect with other small business owners. So networking and um, being able to talk to them and find potential new clients is a great way to do that. So that would be one place where I would start. If you are not currently not working, find some associations, find some local events, find platforms where you can really go and start to make connections. Your goal here is not to get clients. Your goal is really just to be able to make connections so that you have different channels and people who can advocate for you and be lead sources for you 
down the road once you've built relationships with them. The second strategy that I would recommend is building a Google business profile. And I've talked about Google business profiles very briefly before, but I think they're great because they are a free tool and they can be a great, they are a great alternative to search engine optimization or SEO strategies. As someone who spent a lot of time and money that she probably should not have on search engine optimization early on in my business, if I had known about Google business profiles and what you can do and how you can actually use them to drive traffic to your website, I would not have spent that money. They are free to sign up for and you can really be thoughtful about the words and phrases that you curate that people could potentially be using for. You can use um, a keyword search tool like Uber suggests. It's free from Neil Patel to find out what potential clients are searching for and then use those key phrases and keywords to build your Google business profile, which will actually drive traffic back to your website. And it's a great alternative, like I said, to an SEO strategy. So if you don't have money to invest in an SEO strategy, which I would not recommend doing until you are a few years into your business, I would say go with that Google business profile. The third strategy kind of dovetails into a Google business profile. And I think it's one that you can get really fun and creative with. And there are two ways to approach it. First, I would say ask your potential clients, ask your current clients who are working with you to leave you business reviews. So asking for reviews from people who have worked with you and giving them your Google business profile link, you can find really fun, creative ways. It could be as simple as sending an email and just saying, hey, it was great working with you. Would you mind leaving me a Google business review with a link to your Google business profile? But you can also come up with fun, really engaging ways to do this. You could use social media if you wanted to. You could use email. You can do some fun in-person things if you see people in person. But asking for those reviews gives you an opportunity, again, to help drive business to your website through Google. By asking people to leave those reviews, Google sees that you are a legitimate business, that you get a lot of traction, and they continue to bump you up in the search results. And the beauty of it, when I learned from my guest Amanda Tento um, from the Determined Mom show back in December, is that you can actually go in and respond to these reviews with additional keywords and phrases for your business. And that, again, helps for SEO ranking. So curating your Google business profile and asking for those reviews is a really great way to market your business for free. And there really is no better advertising than a word of mouth referral or a review. It's called social proof. You will hear marketing experts talk about it all the time. It's why we always say, you know, get testimonials to include on your website. It's why you see so many testimonial videos as ads now because people trust an average consumer more than they trust um, 
someone saying that their product or service is great, right? Because we want to know, of course, the business thinks their product or service is great, but we want to know if people like us think that the product is great, if it gets the results that we want, if the service is as good as people say it is. And reviews are a great way to do that. My husband and I actually chose a vendor, a construction vendor, based on the number of reviews. We had two really great contractors who seemed very knowledgeable about the type of project that we needed to get done, and we did our research, did our due diligence. We were looking for information and reviews specifically about these companies, and we had the two options in front of us. Both of them were local. One of them had over 500 reviews. The other had exactly zero. And when he asked why we didn't go with him, I said, I'm sorry, we just, this is such a big project. We're very nervous about it. And it involves dealing with our insurance company. You have no reviews. We don't know if your service is as good as you say it is, or if it's as good as we think it's going to be just from talking with you. This other company who gives us the same good vibes in person also has 500 reviews that tell us they might be a safer choice. So ultimately, we went with a company with more reviews. So ask for those reviews and then respond to them with um, genuine authentic responses and use some of those keywords and phrases that you want to be ranking for on Google to help drive traffic. Another part of this strategy, a part of the review could be a referral program, which I think is also something you can get really fun. Loyalty programs are big right now, offering people, you know, a discount for a certain number of purchases or for referring another potential client is a great way to build current customer loyalty, but also get more products and information out to people that you were not talking to before. So this referral program allows your current customers to help do some of the legwork for you and also get some really great bonuses and perks out of it. You can get some really fun, creative ideas just by Googling and looking at what other people are doing for their reward or loyalty programs. And it's a great way for you to continue to market your business for free Uh, without having to do a lot of the work. So now these last two strategies are actually something that people consider social media, but I would challenge, and I've done episodes on this before, but my fourth marketing strategy that is an alternative to Facebook and Instagram is Pinterest. And now I know most people think of Pinterest as a social media platform, but it actually functions a lot more like a search engine. And the algorithm, I've done entire episodes on this before. They will be linked in the show notes, but Pinterest is so much friendlier to small businesses. The algorithm doesn't need to see you doing a ton of different types of content and having a certain level of engagement before they will serve your content up to people who would potentially be interested in it. They really are going to serve it based on relevancy. So if you can take a 
fair amount of time to craft a good description, a good pin description that has the right keywords in it, your pen can get a lot of traction without having a lot of followers. I have, I think, just under 20, I think it's maybe like hovering around 18 these days followers on Pinterest, but some of my pens get over 250,000 views or saves on them because Pinterest doesn't require you to have followers in order to get visibility. Now, I do use an app called Tailwind that costs about $10 a month that helps me do all of that, but this is something that you can do without the Tailwind app if you truly don't want to spend any money. And then the fifth marketing strategy that is an alternative to Facebook or advertising that I highly recommend using on Pinterest because it does not get used as much on Pinterest as you could but also still works on Facebook and Instagram if you do want to go to the social media route is a hashtag strategy. Hashtags are, you know, the things at the end of the post, the pound, whatever. Um, Most people know what hashtags are. I don't know why I explained it, but hashtags at the end of posts are something that Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, any social media platform uses as basically a filing cabinet. That is what tells the algorithm how to kind of classify and file away this content so that when people are searching for it, it's easier for the algorithm to identify if this t- if your content should be served up to those people who are searching. So something that I recommend doing and using on Pinterest are hashtags. You don't see them very often, but it's sort of a sneaky way to kind of get a little bit ahead of some of your competitors who aren't using those hashtags because Pinterest, again, serves content based on relevancy. If you can tell them what is relevant, it's easier for them to serve your content up to potential clients. So use those hashtags. Think of them in terms of small, medium, and large hashtag categories. You don't want to just use really universal, you know, like um, hashtag mom life that has millions of hashtags and posts associated with it. You want to look for You know, some large ones that maybe have around 50 to 100,000 hashtags associated. You want to look for some smaller, medium-sized hashtags that maybe have around 10 to 20,000. And then you want to look for some smaller ones that have just a few hundred or just a thousand hashtags associated with it or posts associated with it. Because when someone looks for that hashtag and searches for it, If you are using a hashtag that has millions of views, your post is going to get buried pretty quick. If you stay in those smaller categories and you focus mostly on those smaller categories that just have a few hundred or a thousand, your content is more likely to be visible and to be found. So using that hashtag strategy can be a very valuable strategy for you and can boost the efforts you're already doing if you're doing social media and can really help you on Pinterest. So there you have it, five alternatives to Facebook and Instagram advertising, networking, building a Google business profile, creating a referral program and asking for reviews, utilizing Pinterest, and a hashtag strategy. So get out there, start marketing, and I'll see you next time.